0: From the heart of commie-controlled America The noble shit of doom and gloom Opium-free broadcast The most important hour of your day
1: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, of the great reset of Agenda 2030, of the globalist ploy to end sovereignty in the United States of America by undermining the United States Constitution by going after our rights, our liberties, our freedoms here at home, destroying the community, the family, the schools, the hijacking of our education, our academic, our political, our economic, and our social structures. And what we are doing here is we are trying to get the word out. We are putting together the global narrative. We are piecing it together one day at a time. We are looking at what they are doing and we are getting as much as we can out there to the people to try to stop it because this truly is a time of great awakening i guess great awakening i never used that word in a sentence like that that whole phrase in a sentence before this truly is a a great awakening right and it it absolutely is a great awakening and after last night we're going to talk about this so it's not over yet and there's a lot of things happening and i wanna I want to go over some things so first thing I want to do is I want to go over kind of uh so it's Wednesday, right okay so that's right Wednesday. days just kind of blend together these days I know all right well, this
0: week has been exhausting so far. I'll say that
1: i I am absolutely exhausted. I was up with those guys last night for for a little while uh pretty exhausted um A lot of things happening in the world. That's probably my catchphrase these days instead of told you so. Um, This was a... I I guess this could be a told you so, but I don't know. This is going to be very interesting. This is down to the wire with what's happening with the elections. Uh, The first thing I want to do, though, is um, I just posted something on uh, Social Red Pill. So we have Social Red Pill and um, what happened is back in the day, I had a Patreon account. So I was on you know, Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff. And I had a Patreon account and we had a good 2000 people following me on, on Patreon. It was really cool. Um, during COVID, uh, that was like a lifesaver. I can't even tell you how much of a lifesaver that was to me because I had lost all my clients during that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, during that time I, I lost everything overnight. So my, um, anchor FM channel, my Facebook channel, Um, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, they all deleted me. So we we went and got the Social Red Pill. And and I like the Social Red Pill way better. I mean, it took a little bit of work to get it going. Um, But once it got going, people started joining. And I started learning kind of who was who and who had been listening to me for a long time and you know who was new and this type of thing. And I've I've gained a lot of friends over the days. And uh, one of the... uh, People on the social red pill contacted me today. It happens to be his sister, Debbie. Uh, but she told me that Colin Fletcher, who is uh, a gentleman who's watched me from the beginning, I uh, knew Colin in the Patreon days. He came over the social red pill. We've talked many times. Uh, always sending me updates and telling me what's going on. And uh, just a, a good dude, 100% oh, yeah. absolute, genuine heart. Uh, he passed away. So pretty sad today, right? Like it, it's, uh, it, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard Incredible news. Guy. You know, so we had uh Dave DeMarco uh last year who passed away from COVID, uh Remdesivir treatment. Uh they killed him in the hospital and then right. uh, then Colin. And so uh Colin and I, I don't want to get into uh, how he passed away, but it wasn't COVID or anything like that. Um but you know, I I I said that uh, we know Colin is looking down on us smiling now that he knows the mysteries we've all been searching for. And I think that's kind yeah. of like the truth, right? But yeah, it, it, it's, it's saddening because, like, this is a family, man. It yeah. absolutely is. And we, we built a really good, strong community. And we got family. a lot of people in there. Like, last night, we, we couldn't fit. So I thought we had 500 people we could fit in there, 300, 500 people. Um, I was on the other Zoom, so we could only fit 100. But we couldn't fit everybody in there. We had to go live. And, and I mean, that's just, like, that's, that's community, man right? Yeah. And we have that. And that's one of the things I always wanted to do with the Red Pill Project is have a community of collaboration of ideas. And Colin and David, Dave were definitely two people that were very vocal, that were very, you know, expressive in those senses. And, uh, you know, he was listening to my podcast up until the day he passed and, you know, he was one of the first people out there watching us. And so it just, uh, you know, hurts my heart hearing that he passed, but, uh, you know, please keep him in your prayers tonight. But I love this, that we know Colin is looking down at us right now, smiling. That he knows the mysteries we've all been searching for. Fair winds and following seas, brothers. That's something we say in the Navy when people either depart Hello. or they depart. Uh, but, wow. yeah, so sad. And it, it, it's life, though. It, it's a part of life. It happens. And it's something that we should all be uh, expected of, in the sense of our lives and the people around us, especially the people we love. Um, but, I think we just need to understand and at least this is my perspective and my understanding and experience is that death is not the end. That death is death is part of a cycle and that the soul, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, uh lives on. That energy is neither created nor destroyed. I always think of the analogy of the tree, right? And and this is where we can go into the the tree of life and the tree of knowledge and these types of things, but I always I always think about the tree is that When the fall starts to come and the sun begins to recede back and you get less and less daylight, the tree gets this indication that it's time to start preparing for winter. What the tree does is it sheds its leaves. But those leaves that were once vibrant and green and full of life now become frail, brittle, and dead. And they fall to the ground and they redeposit their nutrients and everything that's left within them. Back into the ground. But you have to ask yourself. What happened to the life that was in that leaf? And see that's the beauty of it. Is because that life doesn't just die. That, tree, that leaf just doesn't die on that tree. The tree pulls back in all that chloroform. All that water. All those nutrients. Back into the tree. To survive. Then it produces its buds in the fall. Drops the leaves, and then in spring, it rebirths those leaves again. Newer, more lively, more fuller of life, more experience from another, day, another year of growth. The tree becomes taller. And this is the perspective that we have to think about in the sense of life. So I wanted to put that out there. Um, I, I know it's a good analogy. I, I, I like that analogy, but it, it makes complete sense to me. Um, yeah. So anyways, whew. It's uh Sometimes it's uh it's a hard time doing this show, especially hearing about these things, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: All right, so we have uh I believe it's a hurricane hurricane headed towards Florida. Hmm. Isn't
0: that interesting? Matt yeah, it is. Timing-wise,
1: come on. It says, a Nicole strengthens into a hurricane as it eyes Florida. I bet I bet it's going to eye Mar-a-Lago, right?
0: Probably. You know, I think that weather could be controlled, and I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that this is. Um, retaliation. I know it may sound crazy to your average Joe, but honestly, I think it's a possibility.
1: Maybe it's not happening, but it just goes that's what goes through my head. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. It's, um, it just doesn't make sense that these two hurricanes are hitting during these times, right? <laughs> like, one hits right, right uh, what was it, right, uh, beginning of October, Ian, and then you have Nicole, which is going to hit right after the midterms. I, I do have to say something about Florida, though, and we'll talk about this during the election part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of controversy going back and forth between Trump and DeSantis, Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, it, this was a, an interesting statistic. It was all those rhino Republicans that were on Twitter and now coming out for DeSantis and against Trump on Twitter, right. which is kind of interesting. But yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit because I, I got an idea of what I really think is, is happening here. Oh, cool. Okay. But let's, let's get into the economic aspect of this because the markets did respond today um, to what was happening. I will say you were right with your prediction last night. I was. <laughs> well yeah. you should have heard me Sunday When I was talking about crypto Oh Nailed it, Nailed it. Nice I, I didn't expect the Binance FTX deal to go to the To the shits
0: Yeah I but. think
1: I was looking at some charts
0: today And you were saying that Bitcoin could still dip down a little lower Or a lot lower nope. And I yeah. was thinking what, Do you think there's a possibility it could go even as far Down to ten, eleven thousand.
1: 11000 We'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. I got it. I'm going to cover it. Um, And I'll tell everybody what I've told everybody in my my crypto mastermind for weeks. The bottom's not in yet. Bottom's not in yet. Trust me. Trust me. The bottom's not in yet. Just wait. Um, And I don't even think we're at the bottom yet. So um, I got an article up here from the Free West Media. Is the Federal Reserve merely incompetent or is there a dark agenda? Um, I, I didn't have time to really go through this article too much, but it does bring up a good point. Is the Federal Reserve really incompetent or is there a darker agenda at play? And I would honestly go on to say that there is a darker agenda at play. If you know the origin stories of uh, the Federal Reserve Act 1913, of how it all came about, all the controversy around it, all the death that happened around it, um, all the people against it, all the people for it. And the 20-year the anniversary, which ended the Federal Reserve contract, what happened there in 1933, the United States going bankrupt, the Emergency Banking acts that came out of that, the New Deal a decade later with FDR, um, how this reorganized things, and then you had you know the removal away from the, uh, the gold standard in the, in the 70s, but that really started in the 30s uh, when all of our gold was confiscated by the Federal Reserve. Um, there's definitely a darker agenda here. And one thing I can tell you is that if we're going to be a free, sovereign nation of sovereign, free citizens, Mm -hmm. then you have to get rid of your central bank. You have to get rid of the Federal Reserve. There is no if ands, or buts about it. You have to get rid of the Federal Reserve. It has to go away. And you have to have a gold or precious metal-backed currency, and the people's money has to be legitimate, lawful money. Lawful money. You know, you may be onto something with that, man. Or, yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. So a few months back, Vince, if you remember, we talked about um, that the a lot of the Fortune 500 companies were talking about massive layoffs that were going to be coming. Yes. Facebook, uh, the parent of Meta, fires more than 11,000 employees in one of the biggest layoffs of the year. Wow. Now That's this a is a lot. Yeah, this is a week after Twitter. Lays off, what, 75% or 50% of their workforce?
0: Something, yeah, a okay. lot, yeah.
1: Now, do you remember how people took to oh. social media and they hammered Elon Musk for laying off Twitter? Yeah. Nobody cares about the 11,000 people at Facebook? I don't know, and the timing's peculiar. Right when they need their their workers.
2: Right? I well, know.
1: I think Facebook is having some problems, and they're moving in, oh, we're, we're halfway through quarter four, and so I think they're looking at quarter four uh, projections, and they're going, oh, shit, and so 11,000 employees would be one of the best ways to, to curb that. So, and they just had a massive stock loss. But here's the thing is, I mean, Elon Musk laid off thousands of people and he gets hammered in the media, social media, to the, to the point where we have Joe Biden saying some pretty absurd shit about him, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think I got that, that clip. Hold on. I want to bring up my Twitter, Twitter real quick. I got that clip of what Joe Biden said about Elon Musk and listen to this and then think about what we're talking about here. Because this That'd is, be this is pretty standard. incredible. Oh, yeah. Incredible d- double standard. What, because Zuckerberg uh, funds the Democrat Party? Pfft. Let's listen to this real quick.
3: An unrelated question, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, ha- I actually have a, a, an unrelated question, too. Um, Mr. President, do you think Elon Musk is a threat to U.S. national security? And should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? (laughs) I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh is worthy of being looked at, whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate I'm not suggesting that I'm suggesting that it works worth being looked at um uh, and uh um and uh but that's all I'll say
1: there's a lot of ways uh all right there's a lot of ways. Of how they can look into Elon Musk. All this dude did is use capitalism to go out there and buy a company, and he's being attacked and hammered. Yeah, Mark, he lays off dude. you know fifty percent of his people, and all of a sudden, oh, you're a horrible human being. How come you? How dare you do that before the holidays? You know these people got families. Like this one person just just had a baby, and she's on maternity leave, and you and you got rid of her. Dude, think about
0: Rigma Johnson.
1: Yeah. Sucker! just got rid of eleven thousand employees. Not a peep out of the left. Well, you, you know he, he had to make those cuts. I mean, just it just made sense.
0: Well, he came out and apologized right away, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm so sorry. this is what you expect from an uh, illegitimate, crazy, power-hungry regime. They're going to do everything they huh? can. I can see Zuckerberg now. Crush opposition. What?
1: I'm so sorry. I don't want to fire anybody, but we we wish we could just hire and pay you guys a a global basic income, you know. He apologized.
0: Really sorry.
1: Get out of here, dude. You don't care. Yep. Larry Summers sends stark inflation warning to Joe Biden. Larry Summers is urging Washington to tap the brakes on stimulus or risk unleashing a serious burst of inflation. I think policy is rather overdoing it, Summers said in recorded comments at Coindesk conference where he uh, released Wednesday. The sense of uh, serenity and complacency being projected by the economic policymakers that this is all something they can easily be managed is misplaced. The former Clinton-Obama official took issue with how the Federal Reserve and fiscal powers continue to turbocharge the economy, even though the once real risk of catastrophic deflationary spiral has since faded. We're taking very substantial risk on the inflation side, said in his remarks originally made May 18th, adding to a series of warnings for the former Harvard president has issues in recent weeks. Um, Inflation's a problem, man. And, well,
0: the interesting thing about this is it's being reported by the fake news, CNN, which has been reporting a couple stories where you're like, hey, why are you reporting the truth? This is weird. I've seen a slight change in <laughs> the last couple of years, especially the last couple of weeks.
1: The last couple days?
0: Yeah, the narrative is just changing. It's wild. So, so I... Go ahead. Go ahead, Sorry. There's no hiding the truth about the finance and everything because they have no choice now but to put it on the mainstream we're seeing. So,
1: I think... The world has woken up. I think that the mainstream media knows and understands who we are, how powerful we are. I'm positive that the liberals saw the real numbers of what happened yesterday. They went, oh, no, (laughs) we better at least give them something. Stop cheating now. They're going to catch us and hang us. I I I'm telling. We're gonna talk about what's happening and what this is gonna look like, but I want to show you something first. See it? If you remember in Brazil, yeah, the Bolsonarists were called the fringe minority. Yep. Okay.
0: Sounds familiar.
1: And we even had an argument last night on the Zoom call where someone was talking about this and you know how well you know they they're, they're out there and it's not as big as you think in the sense of the of the silent majority and something No, no 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 that's what the same thing they said in Brazil look at this this is the fringe minority in Brazil minority. Do you notice how nobody's getting stampeded and dying of heart attacks either? <laughs> Probably a million people there. Holy backroll! Yep, just an ocean of people. All right. So, FTX is a crypto exchange. The, the founder of it's a multi billionaire, lives in Puerto Rico. This mm-hmm. is interesting because Maker MakerDAO's founder came out against the, uh, um, the, the CIA and the Mossad and said they're running a pedo and human trafficking ring out of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. And he ends up dead in the right. ocean on the beach. Uh, a week later, FTX comes out and says they're troubled. Uh, basically, they were uh, basically, this is what happened. They, they're being investigated by the US federal government. Okay, Okay. misappropriation of funds, this type of stuff. And Binance, which is one of the largest, the largest exchange on the planet, um, which is uh, founded by their CEO, and I'm going to slaughter his name, so I probably best if I just don't say it. Um, But basically, Binance was going to go in and buy them out. And so they came in with a three-part deal, basically. We can buy you out. We could you know, buy you out and liquidate your assets, or we can loan you the money, or we just walk away from the deal. Well, this is where it gets interesting. So crypto started falling two days ago because of this deal, that FTX right. has massive holdings. This is one of the largest exchanges as well. So Binance signed a letter of intent to purchase its troubled competitor, FTX, in what appeared to be a potential bailout of the latter amid a liquidity crunch. But just a bit over 24 hours later, the plan crumbled. Finance backed out after reviewing the company's structure and books, and uh, it said in a statement to, be, uh, to The Wall Street Journal, "Our hope was, uh, was to be able to support FTX's customers to provide liquidity, but the issues are beyond our control or ability to help, which means that they don't so basically they have like, let's say that you have all your cryptos here, right? And then you have a certain amount of liquidity of people's actual money and stuff like that. They, they, they didn't have the money. They didn't basically have the, the gap between what they're lending out right and what people what was coming in
0: you know and, why i think it, it was maybe that has to do with how trading is done
1: well yeah of, with the, the, the radical, radical leverage yeah 20x yeah. 100x leverage this type of things yeah. um as a result, and so this comes from uh, from Binance. As a result of corporate due diligence, as well as the latest news reports regarding mishandled customer funds and alleged U.S. agency investigations, we have decided that we will not pursue the potential acquisition of FTX. Um, CZ, who is the, uh, the founder of Binance, this is what he said. Now, FTX is liquidating, so basically they have to basically protect themselves. So they're liquidating all of their assets. You're talking billions of dollars in crypto, probably even a trillion dollars in crypto. You're talking about, I think they have $20 billion of Bitcoin still to liquidate. Okay? Wow. So this is what's been bringing the price down is them going to cash on all those assets because they're in shit water. So... I've been looking at cryptocurrency for a while. People know this. We have a crypto mastermind where I talk a lot about this. I've been telling everybody Bitcoin was at 21,900 last Sunday. And I'm like, it's going to go down. We have not seen a bottom yet. Our projected bottom is going to be between 12,000 and 14,000. 12,000 to 14,000. Okay. Nice. Now, I said 12,000 to 14,000 because when you're looking at these types of things, what you're looking at is you're looking at like strong points, support and resistance lines, right? And when you look at Bitcoin, for instance, and I can kind of show people this, uh, this is your Bitcoin chart, and this is what it looks like. This is radical. Uh, But when you're looking at these, you go back in time and you go back to like this point right here, and this is going to determine really where your support and resistance lines are. And we see that right here, right, we're at this 16,000, 15,000 mark right here. We have another point right there, that 14,000, and another point right there that 12,000. So, this is why I take that 12,000 to 14,000 range right there, because these are two really strong buy up points where there's a lot of buyers. We start going beyond that point, we get this 9,000, 10,000. There's a possibility we can go there on Bitcoin, but I Mm -hmm. I think that we'll settle down around that 12,000 mark. We hit about 15,500 today. I still think the bottom's not in yet. I think there's gonna be a lot more fallout. So, pay attention to that if you're into crypto. The bottom is coming. And when the bottom comes, buy. That's my suggestion.
0: Not even just buy Bitcoin, but buy into all the other (laughs) coins out there, including Doge and all that. Not financial advice, but just saying, if you're getting into it.
1: Yeah, and uh, Don Maga says this will kill Solana as well. That's right. Solana is suffering massively, taking a massive hit. Um, So... Altcoins are typically going to see about a 3 to 4x decline in price point from where Bitcoin goes. So, yeah, you're going to see like an 80 to 90% pullback. But I, I, like, I've been buying Doge. I'm dollar-cost averaging on my Doge. Because yes. for everybody out there, if you're not in the crypto and you just know what Doge is and you have Robinhood or something like that, um, Elon Musk said three days ago... We will be adding monetization and tips to users' profiles here very shortly. If you go back a year ago when Elon Musk talked about things that Twitter should do, he said specifically is you should add a tip button where people can tip Dogecoin. So when Elon Musk comes out and says, we're going to add a tip button, what do you think the currency is going to be? It's going to be Dogecoin. And so when that comes out, Dogecoin will skyrocket in price, guaranteed.
0: Oh yeah, everyone's going to be going to buy it so they could tit people. Yep. I got I got a check mark on Twitter.
1: Congratulations! I paid for it. So. <laughs> so get five hundred subscribers. Yeah. If you guys if you guys are not following me on Twitter, Red Pill the World at Red Pill the World. Vin, Vince is blown me away on followers. What, what's your Twitter, Vince? At Vince underscore Taglia via. Well, they're not going to remember that. (laughs) Get your pen out and spell it. (laughs) Just put it in the chats. Just put it in the chats. All right. All right. Climate fanatics are weaponizing mental illness. The fanatical elites who are weaponizing mental illness are also waging class warfare. They are against cheap energy industrial capitalism because... They lift up ordinary people and close the gap with the elites, and they want to distance and produce inequality. Climate protests are triggering widespread anger and signs of violence, uh, writes author and prominent critic of climate alarmism, Michael Schellenberger. And yet, President Joe Biden, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, and other global elites are encouraging them, which is exceedingly dangerous and irresponsible. As a case in point, Schellenberger has highlighted, particularly, in his recent disturbing video showing a young woman crying and screaming into a camera while claiming she was essentially forced to climb onto an overhead gantry above a major freeway outside London over climate change due to oil and gas extraction. It's likely police and pastor buyers may have initially thought she was suicidal. Police were soon forced to shut down the busy roadway over the safety issue while emergency responders put a harness on the lady. Let's go ahead and watch this video a little bit.
4: Hello, my name is Louise, I'm 24 years old, and I'm here, I'm here because I don't have a future, and you might hate me for doing this, and you're entitled to hate me, but I wish you would direct all that anger and hatred, In the UK, what we're asking for is what all the scientists are asking for, what the United Nations are asking for, the International Energy, the IPCC. How many more people have to say, we don't have a livable future if you continue licensing oil and gas for you to listen? Why does it take young people like me up on a fucking gantry on the M25 for you to listen? Over a thousand people in the UK died In just a few days because of the 40 degree heat Because of the climate crisis Which is fueled by oil, gas, coal, fossil fuels And our government They
1: They died because of the lack of What
3: the fuck, dude?
1: They died because of the lack of oil, natural gas, and coal You dumb bitch Um, Oh my god! This is mental illness at its finest. So this is is what we're talking about in the sense of indoctrination. Okay? This kid, this child has no fucking idea what the real world is about. None. We're we're so (laughs) scared. Of what? (laughs) The earth has been around for billions of years and it'll be around for billions of years more with or without you. You're gonna extinct us, yeah, in a hundred million years at our current rate of consumption. Get the fuck out of here!
0: Ridiculous, dude. I but, agree. This there, laugh. is I think everybody is getting laughing. out of
1: hand. Oh, the climate control is way out of hand. redonculus That's what it is. Redonkulous. Good God. Fuck. That cheered me up a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, it cheered me up a little bit too. Let's just listen to this next. One. Of- Let's listen to this next one dirt Who, Who's that comedian used to do dirt?
3: Oh fuck, that's Carlos Mencia.
1: Oh Carlos Mencia okay. Dur, I, dur, read
3: dur. It uh, I hope you are uncertain as well. Um, but uh, overwhelming majority of American people support the elements of my economic agenda. <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> overwhelming majority of American people support the elements of my economic agenda.
1: Did he really just say that?
3: Um, but uh, overwhelming majority of American people support the elements of my economic agenda.
1: You nuts. What economic agenda? (laughs) The over 75%. So overwhelming majority of Americans support my economic agenda. Biden to reporters as 75% people, CNN poll exit poll. Did you see the exit poll yesterday from CNN? Uh, 70 people are dissatisfied. 75% of the people are angry or dissatisfied with the state of the country. The overwhelming majority support uh, my economic... Shut up, dude. You know what? There's a day of reckoning coming. Okay? And I'm not talking like 1864, 1865, or 1776. (laughs) I'm talking legally. Legal lawsuits, cases, investigations. Yeah. It's coming. Legal, constitutional... Looked at by people
0: with morals. Yep. Justice. Oh, dude, this is like
1: what we need. Yep. This is going to be an interesting next few years. All right. So we've talked about the 140 now uh, food processing, manufacturing, distribution facilities and oil, gas refinery places that have caught on fire, burned down or had damage done to them. Um, This is not a coincidence in any way, shape or form. And there you go. Yesterday. Yesterday. In El Segundo, California, uh, multiple firefighters battled a massive fire inside a part of a Chevron oil refinery in El Segundo, California. Officials say it's unclear how the fire got ignited. <laughs> of course, it's unclear. Unclear. Oh, yeah. I bet you they're going to find out that it's climate alarmists and activists doing this.
0: Oh my gosh, dude! Good idea. I, I bet you You're it is
1: in. a black hat hacker who's hacking into the system, overloading the systems, and it's some climate activist. Climate terrorism is real. Yep. Uh, This was kind of a shock to me. FBI announces enhanced firearm background checks for young adults to start next week. The FBI, through the National Institute Criminal Background Check System, NICS, has announced that a mandatory wait period for 18- to 20-year-old legal adults, as enacted by the gun control known as uh, Com Murphy or the bipartisan Safer Acts Committee will go into effect November fourteenth, two 2022. Gun Owners of America reported the issue on October 22nd when the FBI launched their enhanced background checks for 18- to 20-year-olds in the state of Maine. Those under the age of 21 will receive an initial delay that could last about two weeks. This delay is supposedly um, to allow the FBI to conduct Contact local law enforcement and check with state databases to enhance the background check system's effectiveness. There is nothing but a way to make it more difficult for young adults to own firearms. It's a mandatory wait period for anti-gunners have now added to a background check system that is broken well beyond repair. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, you know what the main reason they're doing this for? And it's not it's that I, a... I agree with it. I don't agree with it. It's create but a you... list? No, no, no. What? L- look at the age range. 18 to 20 year olds. What do we have in this country that 95% of every single person that takes part in it is a male, 18 to 20 years old? Or a minor. Uh, Yeah, shootings. School shootings. Yeah. 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 That's why they're doing this. Now, I understand their logic and rationale, but here's the thing. The Supreme Court has ruled multiple times that... You cannot segregate a population based upon age, sex, race, or any of those things. So if there's a certain law in place like or a constitutional amendment like the Second Amendment, you can't say, hey, the Second Amendment only applies to these guys, and these guys get a stipulation in there. You can't do that. The Supreme Court has already ruled on this. So I'm assuming they're going to get massive pushback And lawsuits against us in the Supreme Court. This is an easy case for them because they've already ruled on these cases before that you cannot target an age group specifically when it pertains to your constitutional amendments. That's like going out there and saying, hey, um, all 18 to 20 year olds, before you go speak in public, you have to have a a 10 minute waiting period before you you raise your voice. But everybody else can speak over you. Yeah, doesn't doesn't work. All right. So, this is NBC. I don't know if I want to watch NBC. Their, their, their shit is shitty. Hold on, let me bring this over here. Let's see here. Oop, they're, they're updating the numbers. Ugh. So, okay. So, last night we were seeing what was happening um, Pennsylvania, New York stolen. California, don't even want to talk about it. Michigan, Whitmer, we know there is fraud there in Detroit. We understand how they cheat, okay? Yeah. Um, Pennsylvania, we were looking at it in the Zoom afterwards. We were going through counties, and it made no sense that a county that Dr. Oz won, Mastriano lost. Right. How does two Trump-endorsed candidates on the same ballot, Okay? One wins a county, one loses a county. Makes no sense at all. And and so there's apparent fraud there. Um, The same thing was happening in Georgia with Warnick and Walker. We looked at that as well. They're saying in Georgia it's because the real GOP voted for Kemp and they didn't want the Trump-endorsed candidate because he was the only endorsed candidate on the ballot in Georgia. Or actually, he wasn't. Marjorie Taylor Greene was as well. But they're heading to a runoff and the, the rumor is is that the, the candidate, the third-party candidate, um, the independent there, was very, very moderate conservative leaning. So a lot of those votes probably will go to Herschel Walker. So okay. it, it's December 6th is the runoff. Herschel Walker should secure that seat. Um, Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. This is just spectacular. So she yeah. was down to about a 3,000-vote a, a lead. Or she was down 3,000 votes a little while ago. She's mm-hmm. now down 13,000 votes. Wow. Yeah. So it's definitely changed. It's 50.34% for Katie Hobbs and 49.66% uh, for Carrie Lake. Not looking good for her. Um, even though people are coming out saying that she's going to win. But you still have 30% of the vote left. Now, um, Greg Phillips from uh, True to Vote, as well as General Mike Flynn, whose team is on it, Lindell, everybody are coming out and saying that those 30% left of votes are coming from predominantly conservative areas of where, in prior elections, Republicans have won 75% of the vote. Okay, that's good. That's real good. Because here's the thing is if you're looking at um, 1. you know 2, three million votes, right, and you have 30 percent left, that's a lot of votes, okay? yeah and if 70 percent of those lot of votes go to Kerry Lake, it's over. She wins. Now, I started thinking about this. Why did they target Pennsylvania and Arizona for stealing?
0: Good question Any
1: thoughts oh i got one mm-hmm. who were the two governors on the ballot this year that were both election deniers and said they were going to investigate their state's involvement in the 2020 steal who carrie lake and doug mastriano arizona pennsylvania so that's purely why you think purely why they stole those states specifically plus each one had a senator up for grab. They can steal the senators at the same time and secure the the Senate. Their their whole point, okay, was to stop impeachment of Joe Biden and stop the investigation into the 2020 election, which basically unravels their whole voter fraud scheme. Yeah. So they cannot allow Mastriano or Kerry Lake to get in. If Kerry Lake gets in, you are going to see something you've never seen before. I guarantee she is going to rip that shit apart. And she's going to investigate 2020. She's going to investigate what happened in Arizona this time. People are going to go to jail. I'm just saying, if she gets in. Now, it's there's, there's a lot of stuff happening in Arizona. Blake Masters is still down by a significant amount, but they still have not called the race because there's still 30% left out there in predominantly red areas. So, The projections right now from a lot of the people within the truth movement, from a lot of people looking at the numbers, the data, watching the ballots come in, is that Blake Masters and Kerry Lake will win Arizona. Okay? Now, if Blake Masters and Kerry Lake win Arizona, Mm -hmm. okay, Herschel Walker becomes that that one. Herschel Walker-Warnick becomes that one for the majority. But either way, we'll have... Um, a, a basically a hung, a hung Senate 50-50 if Warnock wins. So this is, this is actually really good. Now, why is that good? Why is that good? It hung Senate. Well, because firstly, you're not going to have a super majority by the Democrats. Impossible. You won't have a super majority by the Republicans, but yeah. uh, you got to remember the House of Representatives is really where it's at. The House of Representatives does the investigations. The House of Representatives controls the budget. They control the money. So think about this. Is if a bill is proposed, a budgetary bill is proposed by Joe Biden to fund the Green New Deal or some shit like this, okay? Yeah. And it, it, you know, the House, it gets to the House and the House is like, no, no, not happening, not happening. Senate passes a bill, goes to the House. Nope, not happening. Okay? That's what they're doing. Okay, let's say that, you know, Joe Biden, uh, let's say there's a bill that gets passed, Joe Biden vetoes it, it goes back. You need a supermajority in the Senate, two-thirds majority in the Senate, in order to get that bill passed. They don't have it. So this is the key. is You shut down Joe Biden for two years. You shut down their radicalized spending. Th- this is key. Then you have the investigations that they're going to bring about. Okay? I- I'm telling you, there's going to be... So I don't think that Jim Jordan, all these guys in Congress, are going to investigate the election fraud of 2020. I don't think they are going to. I think that Carrie Lake, when she gets in office, she's going to. Mm. And it's all going to start coming undone in Arizona. Okay? Cool. I think that Mastriano, I don't think he's conceded yet. Excuse me. Um, but I think he's going to bring lawsuits. So, we're, we're, there's firstly, there's no way that Mastriano lost that bad. I mean, I think. Th- so much fraud. Yeah, it, it's bad in Pennsylvania. And uh, I forgot that I saw the reports coming out earlier about what was happening in Arizona, but it was or not Arizona, Pennsylvania, but it's pretty bad. Oh. We have um, the Nevada governor's race: Joe Lombardo versus uh, the incumbent Steve Sisolak, killing him by four percent. And so a Republicans going to take over Nevada. This is a Trump-backed governor gubernatorial candidate. When Lombardo gets in there, what do you think he's going to do? Investigate voter fraud. Yeah. They also flipped that Senate seat in Nevada. Beautiful. Um, Oregon was so close. Obviously, uh, Drazen, Christine Drazen, there's only 72% reporting, so there's still time for this. Um, Tina Kotek took the lead with about a 2% margin. There's only 72% reporting, so we still have 30% to go. Um, I think Drazen will pull through on this one. Um, that is the governor's races. Um, what the other one is Alaska. Mike Dunleavy looks like he's going to win that. Uh, no problem whatsoever. Going to the Senate and I can show you guys all this. This is what we we're just talking about. Blake Masters, uh, and, uh, Mark Kelly, 46 to 51, 979 to 884. Now this should be, I mean, Blake Masters and Carrie Lake are both Trump endorsed candidates. Okay. People who voted for Kerry Lake are not going to vote for Mark Kelly. So these should mimic Kerry Lake's numbers, but they're not. Understand that. These should be tight margins, but they're not. This is an indication to me of voter fraud. Uh, Going down the line, we have Herschel Walker, Ralph Warnick. uh, So close, it's within 1%, and that means it goes to a runoff. Chase Olivator, uh, Oliver, the uh, independent, he got 81,000 votes. So that 2% right there will be distributed amongst these two in the runoff election, which will probably determine it. And I think that uh, Herschel Walker will possibly take that. Adam Laxalt um, is basically, they're going to call this soon, is beat the incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada. This was the incumbent, so the Dems lost a Senate seat. Uh, that's a huge win right there. No way Fetterman beat Oz. That's just absolutely absurd. When you break into the county level, it just makes no sense at all. Ron Johnson has won his reelection bid against uh, Mandela Barnes. Um, close race, 99% reporting. Um, and, and this is what I want to say. I want to kind of look at everybody look at these, these, these maps. This is the House of Representatives, this is the Senate. Okay? America's red. But here's the thing, is they committed massive voter fraud throughout the board. Probably Mm -hmm. every state, okay? Probably. I would imagine, yeah. But you know what stopped them, and you know why we're still in this race? Just the voter turnout? Because people turned out the vote. Because more people turned out the vote than probably ever before in a midterm election. Because we overwhelmed the voter rolls, the voter polls. To where they couldn't cheat anymore.
0: Yeah, plus they were being watched really <laughs> Yeah, quite a bit. And, you know,
1: yeah, that probably deterred a lot of fraudsters from doing stuff. Yep. And, mm-hmm. Well, not only that is they got caught a lot, too, yesterday. I mean, you know, here's the thing is after 2020, we go into this election and voting machines across the country are going down. All with errors. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Arizona was absolute garbage for what happened there. Basically what they did is in the, the, the geographic conservative areas, all the polling machines were going down 50% of them were going down, but in the liberal areas, geographic liberal areas, they're all up. No problem whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I saw an unconfirmed video, that, uh, insinuating it was from this election where a guy was telling somebody you could vote here if you're voting Democrat, but we're not staffed. So go yep. somewhere else. If you're voting Republican, just little things, man.
1: Wow. And so Nevada, the results are being delayed because of mail-in ballots. So we'll see what ha- that happens. And hopefully this isn't their their methodology, the cheat. If it is, I think that um, if this turns, so right now we're looking that Republicans are taking the House and the mm-hmm. Senate. Okay? Um, if that's the case, this was definitely a red wave. Okay? Carrie Lake gets into Arizona absolutely a red wave. Even though some people we're we're rooting for lost, it's okay, it happens. But here's the thing is the investigations can start and the truth can start coming out. Um, So I I think that this is a a good, this is a good starting point for where we need to be. Now, I don't think honestly that, um, I don't think honestly that the Democrats are going to win the House and the Senate. They might come out with Warnick winning where they have a 50-50 split in the Senate. Um, or Masters and Warn- or Masters loses and Warnock wins where it's 49-51, okay. where they have the majority. Even in that scenario, it's still good for us because we control the House.
0: Yeah, but I think still we need to get to the root of all this because we can't do elections like this every single election. Yeah. It's just not. Not feasible at
2: all. Let's look at this election
1: fraud uh, allegations in uh, New York. Want to?
2: Yeah, let's see it. Coming in off of New York. We were seeing nothing coming in from New York uh, all of the evening until all of a sudden we have 99% posted uh, in the governor's race for New York. And you see all the blue that's, that's there, all the statements that are there. But look at the red. The red is Zeldin. But look at when I scroll over. What it shows it shows Zeldon at sixty three point one percent with thirty four thousand three hundred and eleven. It's very important to pay attention to that because when I move into the next one, well it's not that one. I move into this one, same amount, sixty three point one percent at thirty four thousand three hundred and eleven. Oh, same thing in this one. Oh, same thing in that one. Oh same thing in that one. Same thing there. Same numbers there, identically, 34,311 votes, 63.1% polling in all but one of the districts. Look at that, same thing there, even in the little little bitty ones. So 34, exactly 34,311 people voting in each one of these counties, exactly, identically. Now, you would say, okay, so the numbers are fake for Zeldin. Well, let's look at hokums. 113.228. 113, 228. That one's different. That one's different. 113, 228. Same thing. Oh, the 73, by the way, matches the one up here 73, 693.
1: You know what they did there in New York?
0: They used the same <clears throat> algorithms in there.
1: No, they just uh, ran the simulation. She was losing so bad that they ran a simulation and took those votes. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly how you get those numbers like that, is because it's ran by a simulation. (laughs) It's definitely something's up. It's not natural. Definitely not natural. Something is definitely up. And I can tell you right now, so I'm from, let's look at this. Look at this again. I'm from right here, right where it said the L and O. This is Livingston County. Mm-hmm. Right under the LNO of Buffalo. Okay, that's Livingston yeah. County. That's red. I'm telling you, that's red. Monroe County, which is right above it, which went red, um, is typically a blue county, but their voter machines went out last night for almost a whole night. People couldn't vote. Hmm. How about this for Pennsylvania voter fraud? Democrats elect at least two dead candidates in addition, the Fetterman. <laughs> <laughs> this is no joke. Democrat voters elected two dead people on Tuesday night, one in Pennsylvania and another in Tennessee. In Pennsylvania, Democrat Tony DeLuca, who died last month of lymphoma, was reelected over Green Party challenger, Quenua Zara Livingston. Election officials claimed that because his death occurred so close to the election, they could not change the ballots in time. Now a special election must be held to choose a proper candidate to take his place. While we're incredibly saddened by the loss of Representative DeLuca, we are proud to see the voters to continue to show their support and confidence in him.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: You're telling me that people voted for a dead guy? No. Doesn't happen that way. In uh, Tennessee, voters elected State Representative Barbara Ward, who died in October. Her funeral was held November 5th. This was national news. She won 73% of the vote, while her Republican challenger, Mark Porter, only won 27%. Memphis elected a deceased Democrat to the Tennessee State House. No, they didn't. Dead people voting for dead people. Yeah, dead people voting for dead people. Exactly, Vince. That's a great Twitter post right there. <laughs> dead people voting for dead people. Ridiculous. <laughs> just, like, like, come on. Look, it's just a coincidence, man. They just didn't know he was dead. They're 73% supporters. of the people in that district didn't know that they died.
0: Right. Wow. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to wait yep. for that, those elections. Two elections. I thought were going to be cheated, but these people got shunned. They blew over nearly two hundred million on per, perennial losers Beta O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams. Two hundred million gone down the drain. Uh oh, <laughs> losers. Yep, and, and Stacey. So you know, you know what I what I think is going to happen here. What Abrams O'Rourke twenty twenty four. Oh,
0: they better get her braces first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad she lost because that would have been devastating for Georgia.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would have been ugly. Uh, No pun intended. That would have been terrible.
1: So Scott Jensen, Dr. Scott Jensen, uh, state senator from Minnesota, running for governor, who's been on this show before. Uh, He said, tonight I have called Governor Walton conceded. Scott, I'm sorry. You should never have conceded. What did Mike Lindell have to say? Well, look at that graph. Look at that beautiful graph. Mike Lindell says that uh Scott Jensen, that election was stolen from you by Tim Waltz. Look at that. That that's exactly what we were seeing right there in New York State. See how the Tim Waltz, every time that Scott uh that Scott Jensen gets a vote, it's basically doubling Waltz's the yep. whole line. a uh, sub ratio. A sub ratio, yeah. Yeah, It it mimics it, exactly. It's mimicking it exactly. Per hour, boom, boom, boom. That's election fraud. That's a violation of what's known as Benford's Law. That's it, Benford's Law. Yep, and and Scott Jensen should have never conceded. Oz should have never conceded. Uh, Lee Zellin, I think, even conceded, which, whatever. This is ridiculous, dude. Yep. I think Lee Zeldin was told to concede. They already had a threat on his life. Oh, man. Hey, so the first transgender Democrat wins the Minnesota House seat in landslide victory. I'm moving to Minnesota. This is District 66A. Um, Lee Fink. Fink. Pink? Fink? Fink. Huh. Wait, is her name really Fink?
0: Oh, no. Who's she related to?
1: No, no. It, it, it reminds me of uh, Ray Finkel. From Ace Ventura. Oh. Laces out! You remember he dressed up as a dude? Or he dressed up as a <sighs> chick? And he was dating Ace that. Ventura and kissed uh, kissed Ace Ventura and it was really Ray Finkel? <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, God, you gotta watch it. I love um, Ace Ventura. Landslide vote, 15,635 votes. Uh, Finkel served St. Paul, Falcon Heights, Roseville, and Lauderdale. Um, well, you know what? Good for you. I mean, seriously. If you really, truly did win on your own accord, you read a good campaign, and there's no election fraud in Minnesota. Good on you. But I doubt that's actually the case. You know who my yeah, senator is yeah. going to be? Who? You know who my senator will be? Who? Um, well, my, my representative, my House of Representatives is actually a Republican. So it's Minnesota District 6. But it's Amy Klobark, or Klobarky, or whatever her name is. I'm not familiar with her. Oh, you'll know her once you see her. Amy? Yeah. Hold on, let me show you. Uh, Minnesota District Six Senator Amy Klobark. I think an, I can't say her fucking last name.
0: Klobuchar.
1: yep Amy Clo- uh, cloverloverlover Clover. I you, you know it's like one of those yeah yeah Klobuchar Klobokar Kloverk Klobuchar I'm just I'm just raping her name for the hell of it um, butcher yeah clobucher that's right I don't know okay yep so this would be my state senator so I'm thinking I should get some popularity in Minnesota Are you thinking about running? I'm thinking I should get some popularity in Minnesota. I should go out there and get some time on a local radio within that district.
2: Mm.
1: Yep, Klobuchar. And then run against Amy Klobuchar. That'd actually be pretty fun. I would do that for my country, for my state.
0: So start a radio show as a host? Yeah. And then just gain popularity.
1: Yeah, gain popularity. (laughs) And then go after it. Alright. Yeah.
0: Well, depending on what happens over the next two years, dude, you can really get it.
1: That's right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That
1: would be cool. I can't stand her either. She's horrible. Um, so, uh, Klobuchar? Yeah, Klobuchar. This is interesting. We haven't seen the update on this fully yet. We announced Lo- uh, Lauren Boebert had lost last night. They'd already called the race for Adam Fritch in Colorado, but all the votes mm-hmm. weren't counted yet. And uh Now, only 95% of the votes left, or 95% of the votes in, 5% still left. She is down by 60 votes. 60. 62 votes. (laughs) And here's the thing. With 5% of the votes left out of 250,000 people, want to do the quick math? No. 250,000, okay, times .03 is 7,500 votes left. The count. She can win this. Okay. Yeah, she, she, what's the gap? 62 votes. Okay. So it's potential that she's going to win that election. Wow. Yeah. And then in uh, Alaska, Trump endorsed Kelly uh, Shabaka, uh, leads Rhino Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. But they have ranked um, voting in Alaska, so you probably won't see this election winner for weeks. So basically, oh, do they really do that? They do. So it's going basically what will happen is if, if I'm correct on this, the Democrats only got like ten percent of the vote or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: they will go out and it'll go between Lisa and Kelly. Yeah. And they'll do it again, <clears throat> and then the winner will be picked from them. But I'm Kelly is leading by like three points on this. So there's she's pretty much got it. But I think there's a five, 5% five margin. If she wins by 5%, then the rank voting doesn't matter or something okay. like that. I don't remember what it was.
0: It's complex, that it system. It is. It's, I think that's a, a scam system.
1: Yep. Revolver News reported November 4th, 2020, in the early morning hours after Election Day, Trump was up by substantial numbers. Of votes in battleground states of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, all states he won four years earlier, only to lose them by the end of the week By de- after Democrats flooded deep blue districts like Philadelphia and Detroit, where Democrats own the political machines with phony ballots. Pennsylvania in particular, it is a hot mess there. Trump was a, whopping, a walloping 700,000 votes on the night of November 3rd, but wound up losing to Joe Biden by thousands of votes four days later because it took so long to count the ballots. Um, now we're seeing the same thing happen again. Oh, there's more ballots to count. We got to count all these ballots, and, and you know what they do is they find out what margin they need, and then they go out there, they make some ballots up, and they they put them through the machine, and they win. Yes, and yeah. that needs to come to an end. Like it'll, it does. It's gonna be a revolution. Yeah. How Florida's larger than a lot of these areas that can't count their ballots in a day, and they counted in a day. Florida has three times as many people that voted in their election than Arizona. Okay, and they counted their ballots in a night. What does that tell you? Fugazi. Fugazi. So, with the House representatives being taken over by the Republicans, the rumor on the street is the Republicans are pushing for Kevin McCarthy becoming the Speaker of the House. Kevin um, McCarthy, huh? No, we do not want. Ke- Firstly, he is not going to impeach Joe Biden. He's already said this, right? Um, he recommended President Trump resign after January six protest. Um, he uh, spent millions of dollars to defeat pro Trump Republicans. He booed. He was booed at a Trump rally. Kevin McCarthy following the twenty twenty election. I don't think anybody is questioning the legitimacy of the election. It's over with. Uh, McCarthy, McCarthy pushed Rhino Tim Scott for president. Uh, yeah. Yep. McCarthy blamed President Trump for the January six riot. McCarthy voted with Democrats to outsource U.S. jobs. McCarthy helped sabotage MAGA favorite Madison Cawthorn's re-election effort. Um, yeah, Kevin McCarthy cannot be trusted. So if they try to make him Speaker of the House, man, it, it, it's time for the Republicans to stand up, to go demand Ronald McDaniels step down and, and go to Congress and say, you guys are all going to lose your fucking re-election bid if you do this. Seriously,
0: this is just how many rhinos are in there? That's the question. Yeah. You know. That's why I'm not that excited about this situation. the situation. Still kind of sorry to be doom and gloom, but it's still kind of um in shambles in that
1: regard. I'm pushing for Jojo uh, Jim Jordan. Okay. That would that would be good. I think I-, I think Jim Jordan would be a good fit for a speaker of the house or <clears throat> Jim Jim Jordan. Marjorie Taller-Green, I think, would be the best Heck candidate. Yeah. Oh,
0: dude. That would be...
1: It, it would just be irony. Remember, she was, wasn't was her and Lauren Boebert censored in Congress by Nancy when they first came in because they were talking about uh, election fraud? So it would just be like epic irony. Oh, oh man. I think it's going to be MTG. I really do. That'll be the day, dude. I hope you're right. I hope so. That would be great. Let's listen to what Joe Biden saying about Donald Trump here.
3: Who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning, that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah? once again take power in the <laughs> United States? <laughs> well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if, we, uh, if he does run. Uh, Making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president
1: again. To your predecessor. Under the articles of the Constitution, he does not become president again. What article is he talking about? He's talking about the 14th Amendment. He's talking about the part where any president that enacts an insurrection. And so this is a. So, guys, I hope everybody just heard this. Why is this important? Well, this is how they could prevent Trump from running. Right, but Mary Trump warns the DOJ has a week to indict Trump or much worse things are going to start happening. Listen to this. Are you hopeful? Not tomorrow, but in the near term, we're going to see Donald Trump indicted for just one of his crimes. Just pick any.
5: I don't know if if I'm hopeful, but all I can say is he has to be. I don't know whether he will be or not, but he has to be, because if he isn't, then uh, much worse things are going to start happening. And, you know, for example, this doesn't have to do specifically with Donald, but we know that the DOJ has been sending agents around the country uh, to monitor trouble spots, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, certain polling stations where they're getting complaints, and DeSantis isn't allowing them to do that. Well... (laughs) he doesn't have the right to keep them out. Uh, Federal law, last I checked in this this instance, Trump's state law. So...
1: Uh, but Hold on, Mary. When it comes to elections, the 10th Amendment prevails. You're a fucking idiot. Federal law does not trump state law. You're an idiot. That's not the case.
5: He should be... He should be uh, carried out in handcuffs for interfering with... Uh, what the DOJ feels is necessary to keep the election in Florida free and fair. Um, So I I guess it comes down to, um, one, I guess, if they feel that they have enough evidence to indict, which it would be shocking if they didn't, because I think we all know that they did, like, two years ago. Um, And two, just the if they understand uh what donald's about to do in terms of uh playing this very cynical card of if i'm announcing then any attack on me will be a political one
1: right or any indictment okay so this is mary trump the niece of donald trump uh she said it comes down to the doj understands what donald trump is about to do in terms of playing a very cynical card of if i'm announcing then uh um that any attack on me will be political. So Joe Biden said, we're going to use the 14th. We know that the J six committee had subpoenaed him. He did not respond to the J six committee's request for documents. Mm
0: -hmm. He's
1: in violation of the subpoena. What did they do to Steve Bannon? Arrested him. And so J six committee, right? They don't have any legal basis, but they can send criminal proceedings to the DOJ, which is Merrick Garland. I'm telling you, they're going to do something before the 15th. You, you could see Donald Trump arrested, first arrest. It all begins. Now, if we have the first arrest of Donald Trump and we have the new Congress coming in in January, oh. just understand how big this gets. Oh, my God, dude. This, I mean, this literally could Uh-oh. get big. Um, Mike Lindell put oh. this out this is interesting they tracked all the data dumps in Minnesota the pattern is impossible meaning that the algorithm was involved both lines are damn near identical besides the initial blue line spike Match, uh, machines equal cheating you cannot tell me this is not fishy absolutely right we just talked about that can someone explain Fetterman getting 80% of the mail vote but getting absolutely destroyed in in person voting deja
0: vu we saw this two years ago as well uh mm-hmm. With- huh with different 80%
1: state. of the mail in vote look at that mm-hmm. wow wow and it's interesting that it's 80% we got here i don't think we're going to break the fever for the super mega maga republicans this is joe biden again
3: republicans i mean but i think do you feel like the fever is broken i guess well i i i don't think we're going to break the fever for the super mega mega republicans i mean but i think they're a minority of the republican party i think the vast majority of the members of the republican party we disagree strongly on issues but they're decent honorable people we have different differences of agreement on on issues but they uh you know I, i i work with a lot of these folks in the senate and the house for a long time, and uh, you know they—they're—they're they're honest and they're—and they're straightforward. They're different
1: than mine. So Joe Biden, there. Uh, I think he understands what's coming. I don't think he understands much throughout his day, but I think he knows what's coming. What do you think?
0: I like super mega mega. I want to know super duper mega mega is next, and uh, I don't know if he's right or not with that statement. I think what they would consider MAGA is probably most Republicans Yeah, it's make America great again for Pete's sake.
1: Yeah. He attacks MAGA, make America great again, America
0: first. Who doesn't love that? I look, mean, look I at don't that know smile. a Republican who's like, I'm a Republican, but MAGA, no, 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 I don't make America great again. No, I'm a Republican, but not that, not that
1: kind of Republican. I'd never heard that once in my life. <laughs> um, look at this smile on his face. You got to love it. Let's listen to what he has to say here.
4: Republicans have
5: made it clear that if they do take control of the House, that they want to launch a raft of investigations on day one into your handling of Afghanistan, the border. Uh, They want to look into some of your cabinet officials. They want to investigate you. They may even want to investigate your son. What's your message to Republicans who are considering investigating your family and particularly your son Hunter's business dealings?
3: Lots of luck in your senior years, my coach used to say. Look, um, I think the American public want us to move on and get things done for them. And, uh, you know, I heard that there were uh, — it was reported, whether it's accurate or not, I'm not sure, but it was reported many times that Republicans were saying, and the former president said, how many times are you are going to impeach Biden? You know, the impeachment proceeding against Biden. I mean, I think, the re- I think the American people will look at all of that for what it is. It's just, uh, I'm almost comedy. I mean, it's, uh, but, you know, look, I can't control what they're going to do. All I can do is continue to try to make life better for the American people.
1: Sure, Joe. Sure, Joe. You keeps thinking that. I think that uh, we should just move on from it. We should forget about it all and not worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) What else? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. All that (laughs) stuff we did in the past. Let's just forget about that. Just throw it under the rug. Let's just work for America now. Now he wants to get on board with the American dream that we're going to have Republicans coming in, doesn't he?
0: Unbelievable. Man,
1: things are getting interesting. We (laughs) should take it. Yep. Let's see what Steve Bannon has to say today.
2: It as a papal bull, you're saying, Ms. Wren, that it is mathematically impossible for Katie Hobbs, the current Secretary of State and the governor's uh, gubernatorial candidate for the Democrats, to win in Arizona. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: That's right. Carolyn Wren's going to join us on the mathematically impossible, and that's because of the the ballots they have left to count are from all the counties Trump won with 70% of the vote. And this also goes for Blake Masters. So this could be big. Uh, one of the, one of the ones that I did see yesterday win was, um, former governor, Mike Huckabee's daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders becomes the, uh, governor of Arkansas. I believe that this is the first do- uh, father, daughter governors in history. Oh, it's just, Oh, wow. Look at that. And she was also press secretary, which is cool. Huh? I didn't realize that. Uh, Yep. Ron, uh, Ron Johnson defeats far left candidate who wanted to defend the police, Marjorie Barnes. Uh, And then today, I don't know if people heard the, uh, the news getting out of the election stuff. Uh, We're, I'm looking, I have uh, another computer over here doing updates, waiting for updates on the election. Uh, I wanted to see where we were at with Kerry Lake and stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's go back to that before we talk about, um, before we talk about (laughs) Russia. They won't let me click on it. Click.
0: There, there are three Senate seats left in play.
1: Right, three Senate seats left in play. Actually, only two, uh, but three. I get it. Um, we are at still looks like about a thirteen thousand vote with seventy percent reporting, and you know it's just interesting. They they're, so they don't want to count the votes because they didn't want to give Carrie Lake the prime time spotlight. That's what it comes down to a lot. Interesting. But I think Kerry Lake and Blake Masters are going to win. We're going to see I it. I hope so, dude. I think we're supposed to have the super majority. I'm going
0: to be honest. Like, by a lot. Like, in reality. Oh, we are
1: spo- We probably have
0: 70 senators, dude. I know. That's why I'm still kind of like...
1: if If everything was done without cheating, satisfied. we would probably have, you know... 380 House seats <laughs> and, and 72 Senate seats yeah. and the presidency. But then, who would want that? It wouldn't be any fun, honestly. Oh, dude. I yeah. think it would be great. I would be great to just watch the Liberals' eyes for a little while. Uh, I think they'd be fine. I think they'd be fine. I'm to Canada! <laughs> Canada's like, we don't want you! Get the fuck out well, of here! We're trying to fix our country! Speaking
0: of liberal tiers, do you think we're going to see some kind of pushback from a red wave potentially if, let's say, the Senate and House So, both?
1: one of the things that we potentially just saw here was actually the. So, if they don't steal this from Kerry Lake and Blake Masters wins and then Walker wins and we get Senate majority and House majority, okay, with Kerry Lake in, Pennsylvania, in Arizona. Yeah. They basically just stopped a left-wing riot on Tuesday night. Because if all that came out on Tuesday night, what do you think the left, Antifa, and BLM would have done?
0: Burned everything down.
1: There you go. Uh, Russia orders troops out of Kurson in major reversal. Apparently, Russia has... Uh, withdrawn from gerson in the southern ukraine uh this is yeah. a major blow they got their asses kicked well,
0: there this, there's been weird news on this mm. this was reported and then i think Zelensky came out and said that they're not seeing a withdraw that they're pushing them out it's kind of unclear so i don't know exactly what's going on there but there's still conflict in that area yeah and things are moving around and the news is blaring just noise it's I, this conflict is so hard to uh track from afar.
1: Yeah, it, it's um, who knows what's really going on there, but Curson is just the uh, the one branch away from Crimea, which Crimea is not people you want to mess with. And so we're probably going to see this war escalate. The elections here have really taken focus away from that, uh, but I think that we're going to see some kin- kinetic activity taking place very, very shortly here. Uh, In that area, Uh, Germany has blocked Chinese chip takeovers. Berlin is reportedly concerned about national security and possible economic dependency. Germany is on a mission to protect its domestic chip industry from buyouts by Chinese firms, according to media reports. The county's economic ministry formally blocked a Swedish subsidiary called China's Microelectronics from buying Dortmund-based chipmaker Elmos for $85 million. So this comes as the West is doing massive economic warfare on China. And basically, Joe Biden, the Chips Act, the executive order removing all Americans in the chip manufacturing industry in China, calling them back to the United States, basically destroying Chinese chip manufacturing overnight. And yeah. now the West is still attacking them. Germany is coming out. Other countries are coming out and saying, nope, you can't buy our companies. So China's going to be forced to go where? Taiwan. Um, yesterday, we had a Q post. That came out. We had 4961 on November 8, 2022. This post was endless lies, endless wars, endless inflation, endless printing, endless impression, endless subjugation, endless surveillance. Who will put an end to the endless? And I want to pull this up real quick. I want to pull it up in a different way, viewpoint. Um, why isn't QPost online isn't updating so, I don't have it there. But so this post is interesting because if you go back to 4959, you get this line How do you control a leader? How do you control a country? Are you ready to take back control? Okay. And then he says, Who will put an end to the endless taking control? So you have, Are you ready to take back control? Then he says here, Taking control. Now, what if Q, in the mysteriousness of Q, put a message in here? Possible. Okay, so in 2022, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Q posts, okay? Starting on June 24th, ending on November 8th. What I want everybody to do, and I'm going to read them to you right now, is just Read the last line of every Q post. Backwards from 4954 to 4969, or 61, And it goes like this. Okay, this is the last verse in all eight of those Q posts read backwards to the newest one. Shall we play a game once more? It had to be done this way. Remember your oath. Democrat power implosion. Trust the plan. You have all the tools you need. Vote taking control. It works. (laughs) It It definitely works. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, what they're talking about here, okay, is think about the what groups are financing Ukraine, blah, 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 who benefits, think blackmail, bribes, extortion, threats, how do you control a leader? How do you control a country? Are you ready to take back control? So how do you control a leader? How do you control a country through blackmail, threats, extortion, bribes, right? Are you ready to take back control? Your vote matters because if we overwhelm the voting roll, they can't cheat and that puts them in a precarious situation to where their enemies that control them basically are going to call in all their debts and could even remove them to basically hope that they can blackmail or extort the other people that are potentially coming in and abandon them. So think about this in game theory. If I'm the globalist, if I'm Ukraine and China and I'm controlling Joe Biden, Nancy Feinstein, all these people. Yeah. And we overwhelm the vote so much that they lose. They lose their power. They are now worthless to those people. So those people abandon them and start finding other people to extort blackmail and bribe. Which means that dem, power, implosion. So the vote, overwhelming it, winning the House, Senate, Senate, Right? One state, Pennsylvania or is Arizona? is taking control. Who will put an end to the endless? The people. It's the only way. It's always been that way. All right, guys. I'm going to go here. We had the battle of the streams. I'm sorry I didn't even mention it. But Central1234 gifted a cookie. Greta, how dare you? I know that's exactly what I was thinking about when she came on. Thank you much so much, uh, Central 1234. Grismo 7 donated three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. Ponlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Thank you, Ponlo. RPG 3573, donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Ponlo again gifted a cookie. I'd rather have the dead people representing us than Fetterdeck. I agree. Thank you so much, Ponlo. And then X Grits X donated three lemons. Thank you guys so much for the donations. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome. Um We'll be back with you tomorrow night with an ep- another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, and uh, keep all of this news flowing. If you guys are interested, we had, uh, who did we have? I, oh, I had uh, Russell J. Gould. I interviewed him to, uh, today on um, American Media Periscope. We're going to have him on Conversation on the Fringe as well. So uh, we'll nice. be letting you guys know. It was actually a really good conversation. He's a really cool guy. Um, this week we have um, Veterans Day on Friday, and I have no guest. So we will figure out what to do. I got some ideas of what we can do. We'll talk about it. But other than that, guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. We'll talk to you later. Good night.